Hello, this is James Riddler for Food Manufacture, and I've spoke with Colin Sullivan, Chief Operating Officer at the Food Standards Agency, to discuss the shortage of registered vets and the impact that this could have on food supplies over Christmas. So Colin, can you give us a little bit of background as to what the issues are surrounding official vets? And will these issues end up leaving us with food supply shortages over the Christmas period? Uh, so uh, we are in the pre-Christmas period, which is the busiest time of the year for the meat industry uh, ordinarily. And then on top of that, we have a number of additional pressures. Uh, so um, the Food Standards Agency has uh, official veterinarians in each of the abattoirs uh, across uh, England and Wales. And uh, we're short of vets. There aren't enough vets in the system. There's been a lot of pressure on uh, vets. There, there aren't enough vets in the UK as it is for all areas of veterinary practice. Uh, but there's a particular pressure on public health vets. Those are official veterinarians who work in, in abattoirs. And that's really from a combination of things, but it's partly historic. Uh, it's partly because many of them have been sourced from other countries, ma mainly in the past EU countries. And with the changes to um, uh, arrangements for entering the UK and uh, uh, for uh, working as an official veterinarian in, uh, in, in the UK, that has made it more difficult to recruit. Now, they are on the shortage occupation list, so it's not that they can't come to the UK, they can. Uh, but the, um, the language requirements, which were previously uh, at a lower level, uh, when we were part of the EU, have now been increased by the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons to the, the standard level that applies to, to all vets coming from all parts of the world as opposed to from the EU. So they've gone from level five to level seven. So that's made it a, a, a bigger hurdle to get over. Uh, however, to be, to be fair to the Royal College, they have introduced um, a temporary registration scheme, which is kicked in in, uh, in June, and that's operational for a year. But what it meant was that from January through to June, there weren't effectively any uh, vets coming into the uh, FSA, any new additional vets. Uh, so, but that has now picked up. So the the, um, the recruitment is, is happening, but it, it's it's but there's a lag in it. And then on top of that, you have um, the difficulty of retaining vets when there's a shortage of them, and there are big, again because of the end of the EU transition period there are now more opportunities with export health certificates. So you've got a combination of a busy time of year, a shortage of vets, partly because of recruitment difficulties, partly because of retention difficulties. You've got a little bit of COVID in there as well, um, which um, isn't really a major factor at present, but it has been in, in the last 18 months. It's fortunately not a huge issue at present in terms of the numbers of of staff that aren't able to uh, work because of isolation. Uh, it, obviously, with vaccination, that, that has helped. But what it means is that we are using our contingencies uh, so that we have vets and meat hygiene inspectors in our management structures. And we've been using those to fill gaps. And at the moment, we are short of uh, around 40 vets. So we have no ordinarily we have about 260 vets. We're we're down at around 220. Uh, so we're, we're supplementing that with managerial vets. But it's a busy time of year. Food businesses, meat operators um, have more work. They want to, to work longer hours. And so there is the possibility, and I think this is the crux of the, the issue, there is the possibility of a number of sporadic interruptions in service. 
and hence we're talking to the industry about that possibility. I think I want to emphasize to you and to, to the industry that um, this is not going to have a major impact on food supply at Christmas. You know, it's not the story is not that there are going to be huge shortages. The, the story is that there may be, and as yet that hasn't happened, but we are sailing close to the wind. Uh, but there may be a number of sporadic interruptions, which means we have to work with individual businesses to negotiate when we might be able to provide a vet and we might not be able to provide a vet on the day that they want. I think the other thing is when you are short of staff, you're open to the vulnerability of somebody being sick on a particular day with everybody in the plant ready to operate and the vet can't make it. And then you have a effectively a wasted day and you might have you might have a livestock in the layerage ready for the, the slaughter process. And then you've got you've got animal welfare issues you've got to resolve as well. So it was to alert you uh, and to the industry when we're meeting with them to the possibility of a number of sporadic um, uh, service interruptions that might occur. Um, as I say, it's not going to have a, an impact, a significant impact on food supply, but it might have an impact on, on certain food businesses. And what solutions do you propose? I think the first thing to say is we are working really hard on the ground to move our staff around, uh, to mobilize where the pressures are. And then we're also talking to individual food businesses uh, to try and agree arrangements so that we can feel the staff we have where the need is. Uh, for example, Monday is a really busy day in the, in the, in the, in the meat industry. Uh, and if we can perhaps uh, convince some to work on different days, that might help to relieve the pressure. So those sorts of local discussions are ongoing and have been for a number of months. It is, as I say, the run up to the Christmas period with extra consumption at Christmas resulting in extra production. And so we do know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. By the by the second or third week in December, we'll be over this particular hump. And then on top of that, as I've said, there's been that lag in recruitment. And so the the additional numbers come through early in the new year. So it's a particular pressure point. It's not it's not going to last forever. Uh, it's time limited, but it's just I suppose I'm almost hesitating using the word perfect storm, but it is to some extent a combination of a number of factors which uh, are going to create this pressure point between now and uh, well, probably for the next three to four weeks in the Food Standards Agency and with partners, we're alive to the longer term solutions. But it's just this particular pressure point. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that we um, allayed any concerns that there would be any form of, of shortages at Christmas, because you can see the headline. Um, interestingly, the, the poultry industry have highlighted that there will be turkeys at Christmas. And, and there's no reason on, on the basis of, of our role to have any concerns about production at Christmas, production for Christmas. Colin, thank you very much. Uh, James, it's been a really helpful conversation. Uh, it's just to say there is an issue, but it's not a major issue. It may or may not materialise, and if it does, it won't be serious. This has been James Riddler for Food Manufacture.